0: all and welcome back to This Is Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Hilbert, and this is a podcast all about how to become the best version of you. Finding who you really are, improving yourself, feeding your soul, and exploring new ways to grow in each area of your life. How has y'all's week been? First point, this is actually the first podcast, or the first episode. You guys are hearing that Zach created the background music in Jingle for, which I am so excited about. I'm absolutely loving it. And I am really glad that you guys finally get to hear it because we've been working on it. Well, he's been working on it uh, for a couple of weeks now. I think I mentioned it maybe two or three episodes ago that he was going to create it for me. So I'm really excited that you guys finally get to hear it second point of my week is that I spent the entire day yesterday shopping for a dress for a wedding reception yeah and I know I know a wedding reception during covid but our friends got married recently and they're doing a very very small reception to be able to celebrate since most of us obviously weren't be able, weren't able to attend their wedding due to the pandemic but this means that I needed a dress and boy oh boy was that a challenge? I didn't think it would be so difficult, but dang, I didn't realize how intensely the 80s are coming back until I tried to go find a dress and everything, and I mean everything, had glitter and sparkles on it. And I am not a glitter and sparkles kind of gal. I know I mentioned last week that I had some glitter on for New Year's Eve, but that's about the extent of my glitterness. Luckily, I found something I like. I don't love it. It's okay. I would rate it maybe a 7 out of 10, but it'll do. And this is more about my friends and their marriage than it is about me in a dress. But obviously, you know, you want to look nice and feel pretty. And especially because we're not really dressing nice because we're in a pandemic. Um, But I did find some amazing shoes. So... It's fine. I'll just spread my happiness through that. (laughs) But speaking of sparkles and glitter, New Year's Eve was just the other day and I cannot be the only one who is over the moon excited about getting out of 2020 and into 2021. This past year has been such a rough one and I'm so excited to move on and rock 2021. And you're probably asking yourself, Kelly, how are you going to do that? Well, let's get into this episode, and I'll tell you. This week's episode is all about New Year's resolutions. We've all tried them, year after year, writing a list of all of these amazing changes we're going to make and become a brand new person. We make a resolution for each area of our lives, our physical and mental health, our diet, our work ethic. We've done it all. But we never actually stick to them. Maybe the longest we've made it was... or three months and now you may possibly be at a point of giving up on New Year's resolutions. You either are completely over them or you make them fully well knowing you won't stick to them, but you want to be able to join in on the conversation at work with everyone else. But it doesn't have to be this way. A couple years ago I had reached that point. Every year I was saying the same thing over and over as my goals. I'm gonna stay fit and eat healthier. I'm gonna work on my self-motivation and self-love. Honestly, I was focused mainly on my health and fitness at that stage of my life. So for me, that was the only resolution that mattered. But even as someone who was consistently active and ate fairly well, I still didn't make much progress on my resolution. My levels of activity and overall diet stayed about the same. I basically was just saying it to say it. And then finally one year, I decided to do something about my resolutions. I wanted to actually change and improve in those areas of my life. I didn't want to continue the cycle anymore and be just another person who couldn't maintain that motivation and drive for myself. So for the next couple years, it was trial and error, testing out different techniques and methods of New Year's resolutions. The first method I attempted was tracking my daily progress. I bought a bullet journal specifically for this purpose and had dedicated it to my resolutions. On the first two pages, I wrote up my resolutions. I think I had about 10, trying not, not to go too overboard, but also wanting to address different areas of my life and where I could improve. The next couple pages, I made a tracking chart in my bullet journal, kind of in the bullet journal format. And if you're unsure of what that looks like, you can literally Google bullet journal tracking, but it's essentially making a big chart that crosses the entire page. Along the left side going down are your resolutions, just quickly abbreviated. Along the top going across is 1 through 31, corresponding to each day of whichever month you're in. And then you make a square for each day in each resolution and then every day you go through and you either color in or put an X or somehow mark which resolution you worked on for that day. I really liked this method for about maybe a month or so. I found it really tedious and it meant a lot of commitment as you're filling out this chart every single day. Positive for this method was it kept you extremely accountable if you can fill it out daily it's completely customizable as you're creating the chart, which is super fun. And because it's customizable, you can add it into your current journal. Cons were you have to fill it out daily. It takes a lot of energy. And I felt a little discouraged if I had a day that I didn't work on any of my resolutions, or even just a couple out of 10. It got to be a little overwhelming. The Next year, I didn't have a complete set technique I was kind of just winging it and also trying to keep track of what I was doing at the same time. In the beginning of the year I sat down and wrote all out all of my resolutions out and then I did something I hadn't done last year. I broke down each resolution into more manageable expectations and month expectations. For example I wanted to focus on saving more money so I broke that down into adding $50 into my savings account each month. If I could do more, then add more, if not at least $50. And this was manageable. I actually did this resolution for the entire year. And I think that was the first time in my life I completed such a long goal. My other resolutions worked for a while until I lost the routine or just didn't have the motivation anymore. So let's talk about this past year when I found the best technique for myself that I'm so excited to share with you all. The biggest thing you're going to need is a planner. Any planner will do, but I recommend using at least a weekly planner. And if it has extra space for notes or a monthly recap, that is even better. I've mentioned this before, but I personally use the magic of Eye Planner. I'm going to link it in the show notes, but it's an astrological weekly planner. And honestly, it's so cool and so beautiful. I was so excited to order mine for this year. It was the same one that I used last year and it's just so beautiful and the quality of it and just how it's put together. They are a little bit more pricey, but for me, they're so worth it. They also have a pocket planner and that's a little bit cheaper. It's just a smaller version. Um, But if not, Target has honestly some amazing, really cute and affordable options. And I use those for like eight years. So I recommend those as well. Now that you have your planner, I want to change some terminology real quick. I am done calling them resolutions. I don't like the term itself because of the negative connotation that goes along with it. When we hear someone say New Year's resolutions, we immediately think of failed attempts at changes in our lives, what we say to our coworkers to make us seem more motivated or committed to improvement than we actually are. We've attempted and been unsuccessful with this term long enough and enough times to where I've decided we're just going to throw it out, get rid of it. Instead, we're going to stick with the classic. We are going to call these our New Year's goals. Creative, I know. But think about the word itself, what we associate goals with. Real quick, I'm going to read you guys some definitions. Now I'm pulling these from Urban Dictionary. And before you say or think anything... <laughs> I know that these are definitions that anyone can write, but Urban Dictionary is known for being honest and saying what we're all thinking, but scared to admit. So just hang on for a moment and listen. The first definition for New Year's resolutions on Urban Dictionary is the things you promise yourself you will do over the year, but quit after the first two weeks. And the second definition is is a goal that you propose, then forget the next day. The first definition for goal on Urban Dictionary, for the use of the word that we're looking for, is a statement written down in order to achieve a state of being at a given point in time. Unfortunately, only 3% of Americans have written goals. Those that have them are typically the most successful people. We can see right here the difference in how we view these two similar, but also completely different terms. So we are calling them our New Year's goals. Now it's time to write out our New Year's goals. It's important that you either physically write them down in a notebook or type them out on your phone or computer. Keep them somewhere that's easily accessible so that you can refer back to them. We're also gonna use the technique of SMART goals. This is a fairly common technique, but SMART is a mnemonic acronym, and it stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-bound. It can seem tedious at first when writing out your goals to have them follow this pattern, but it's so, so, so important and honestly will determine whether or not you're able to accomplish and follow these goals. I like to start by making a really basic list of goal ideas just to kind of get out my thoughts and then I break them down one by one applying the SMART method. I also like to add bullet points to my goals. It feels a lot less cluttered when I don't have to write an entire paragraph for each goal and it also helps me get as specific as possible with each one. For example, one of my basic goal ideas was I want to try more new recipes this year. But that statement alone is not specific or measurable. I'm going to talk more about making your goals time-bound later, so just kind of forget that one for a second. But to make my goals specific and measurable, I changed it to look like, try a new recipe once every two weeks. I then added bullet points below, noting that I want to test out more tofu recipes, Indian food, and increase my spice tolerance. Another example is that I had a basic goal of saving money this year. But again, this goal is not specific at all. So I changed it to say increase savings account by $100 a month, $50 minimum during tough months, but for a total of $1,200 by the end of 2021. Take your time with this, really focus on what is important to you and don't add goals just to have more goals. If it's something you really don't care about, you're not going to actively stick to it and work on it. Even having just two or three goals is awesome, and it gives you more time and energy to focus on those goals. Plus, having an excess of goals will just be honestly more and more overwhelming. Personally, I recommend keeping between two to ten goals, ten really being the max. And you can always add more as you go, or start smaller this year, see how you do, and add more next year. Now let's talk about why we need a planner and the process of actually completing our goals. So essentially what you're going to do is assign each goal a week when you will be focusing on that goal. Exactly how you're going to do this depends on how many goals you have. So if you have two goals, you can switch off which week is which goal. If you have eight goals, you can either spread them out between eight weeks or do two goals a week for four weeks. Your choice. I have 10 goals, but I have a couple that will work really well together, so I'm going to spread them out over six weeks, and then for the two weeks after that period, I'm going to choose some of my bigger goals to work on. I'm going to do this so that in total, my rotation will be eight weeks, so that I can work on them two months at a time. I find working in week and month increments a lot easier for tracking and keeping goals time-bound. Next, you want to go through each goal, each yearly goal, and break them down into smaller SMART goals. This way, when you're looking at them each week, you're not looking at a huge task, a huge yearly goal, but smaller tasks that throughout the year will bring you to your overall large yearly goal. We're going to do this, or we're going to use this as kind of like our monthly goals. Some of these are gonna be easier than others. For example, if saving money or paying off a credit card is one of your goals, break down into what amount you wanna save or pay off each month. Others will be more time consuming and if you don't know every step you need to take to get to the end of your yearly goal, that's okay. Start by just breaking down some beginning steps where you can start and along the way, you'll find more goals and steps you need to take to grow further into that yearly goal now your weekly activity. I personally recommend sitting down with your planner once a week and then a longer sit down about once a month or when your total rotation ends. So for me, I do a sit down once a week and then a big sit down every two months after every goal week has ended. Start by going through the entire month or two and write at the top of each week or any space you have on the weekly layout which goal that week corresponds to. You're going to think of this as that week's theme. Next is what you essentially will be doing each week during your sit down. Look at that week and what goal it corresponds to and write down throughout the week what tasks you're going to do to complete that week's goal. Again, this goal is not your overall yearly goal, but it's a smaller SMART goal that works towards the yearly goal. So for example, my first week's theme is read one new book a month. Now, this goal is not one I'm going to work on only one week out of the month, but I'm going to focus on it one week out of the month. So I might write down on Monday to read the first 50 pages, on Wednesday, another 50 pages, and on Saturday, another 50 pages. My next week's theme is to focus on increasing my pup's exercise. So I might write down Monday, take them on a long walk, Tuesday, take Kenny for a quick run, and Friday, take them on another long walk. I don't recommend writing down something every single day because it can be a lot. You need to allow yourself time to relax and just enjoy life and understand as well that life is going to get in the way sometimes and get busy. And that's okay. So give yourself time to breathe. I recommend three to four days a week is manageable, but also helpful to improve. During each week's sit down, you're essentially going to review last week. Are there any tasks you didn't finish and need to accomplish later or with this week's tasks? Give yourself a big pat on the back for what you did and what you accomplished, and then you're going to look into next week. What you have going on, what is your schedule for your life, and where do you have time to fit in this week's theme and what you want to accomplish? Like I said, some weeks are going to be easier than others. Some goals are less time consuming. For example, putting a certain amount of money in your saving each month compared to working on improving your career. Quick note, when I have a goal like saving money, I like to add extra tasks during that week. For example, testing out different money-saving techniques or going through my spending throughout the week and things like that. You also will have goals that you want to do every week. For example, my goal about my pup's exercise. I want to go on a long walk at least once a week. So that is a task that I add into all of my weeks somewhere. But I try not to do this with too many goals because I find it is really overwhelming for any week and also just myself. When you do it for too many goals, essentially what happens is you're no longer focusing one goal at a time. You're essentially working on all of your goals every single moment. And that can be a lot. And it's also harder to just focus in general. During your month sit downs, I personally just like to review the entire month or rotation and see where I'm at with all of my goals. Just kind of do a complete overview. And I also like to assign the next round of goal weeks. I figure out what my next round of smaller SMART goals will be for the upcoming weeks. And then I just go through and I write them out throughout my planner. It also means it's going to take me a lot less time for my weekly sit down because that goal's theme and that week has already been broken down and figured out for me. I just need to plan out the tasks themselves. Again, the main piece of this technique is breaking everything down to be more manageable. Planning out time throughout your week to work on your goals and track and review the progress you've made. You're breaking down each yearly goal into smaller weekly goals and planning out tasks throughout that week to fulfill it. It may seem like a lot at first, but as you make this a weekly routine and you are focusing one goal at a time, it can be much easier. It seems like, I'm sure it seems like you're putting in a lot of time for planning out what you're doing, but by putting in that time and effort into the planning process, You have more time and energy throughout your actual week to focus on the goal itself. My biggest tips I can give is one, don't be too hard on yourself when you need a break or fall off the wagon for a bit. Sometimes you just forget and have life happening, or maybe even you wrote down your weekly tasks and just didn't do them. And that's okay. Just like everything else. You're not perfect, and these times will happen. You need to be able to forgive yourself and pick back up and try again. Two, your weekly sit-downs are so important. It also means that you don't have to do daily tracking or daily sit-downs or think about it all the time. You're doing it once a week. But it can also be easy to just want to get everything done once a month, even less time, and come back to it next month. But I promise it is much harder to stick with, remember everything, and stay motivated, and keep track of it all with once a month. Point two and a half. Keep your weekly sit-downs on the same day as much as you can. If you sit down every Sunday with your planner, it's much easier to make it into a routine than Sunday one week and Tuesday the next. And making this routine makes it all much easier to manage and commit to. 3. Again, do not give yourself a task every day, at least not right away. This may work for some people, but it's really difficult to maintain. 4. Rewards are fun. Always reward yourself. Start with a planner you love, when you want to keep looking at, and go from there. This method has really worked for me, and I hope you guys give it a try and love it as well. I'm going to link in the show notes, the planner I bought and on my Facebook page, I'm going to be posting my new year's goals and I would love to see yours as well. If you have any questions about this method or if anything was confusing, please feel free to ask. You can email me at thisisyourlifepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope you all enjoyed and we're able to see a different side of things please 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 take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and go like and follow my facebook page it's facebook.com slash this is your life podcast there i post more resources and updates on episodes as well as overall encouraging content if you have any suggestions or requests for episode topics you can email me at this at gmail.com and remember guys this is your life